when preparing the message for this week, the thing that I got stuck on was the introduction. I couldn't think of anything to use as an introduction for the message tonight, which seems ridiculous because there are a lot of different examples of serving one another. But for some reason this week, I just kept blanking and it made me feel ridiculous because throughout school, no matter what grade you're in, um, what level of education, you always hear that the introduction is the most important part of a paper, of a presentation, and it made me feel kind of ridiculous that I couldn't think of one. During this week, when I was preparing, I decided that I would just wait and let God bring an example to me. And during the week, I had a friend reach out to me and invite me over to her house for a porch hang. We literally were on her porch and we hung out. Um, but she invited me over in the middle of the week and I wasn't sure if I would have the time between work and school and preparing for the message, but I made the time to go over and see her. And before I even got there, she texted me and asked me if she should put water on for tea. And I was amazed that she was already trying to serve me before I was even there with her. And I told her that was fine. I would have whatever she was having. And when I got to her house, she welcomed me into her home. She had the tea ready and we went out to her porch and she actually had fresh baked cookies as well for us to enjoy while we were just sitting and catching up. And then it hit me that this situation that I was currently in was a great example of my friend serving another person. In this situation, she opened her home to me, welcomed me in, used her gifts of baking to bake very good cookies, and then we just got to enjoy each other's company. And that's what I want to talk to you all about tonight. I wanna to talk about serving one another. The verses for tonight's message were read earlier in the service, and we read 1 Peter 4, 7 through 11. Verses seven and eight were preached during Pastor Sam's first message of this series, which was called the Three Love Laws. And those two verses discuss loving one another, loving one another deeply. Tonight, we're actually going to look at the verses after that, which are nine through 11. And we're going to answer the question, how can we serve one another like we are called to do? I'm going to read verses nine through 11 one more time. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. The first way in this passage that we see we serve one another is being by being hospitable. Verse 9 literally says, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Being hospitable ties in with loving one another. We see in the Greek that the word hospitable actually means love of strangers. And being hospitable looks different today than it did in Peter's time when he was writing this. I don't know about you, when I think of the word hospitable, I think about welcoming people into your home or having a meal with another person or even just an overall umbrella of a hospitality ministry within a church. 
those are the things that I think of when I hear the word hospitality. But after doing studying, I realized that there's so much more to it than just that. In Peter's time, hospitality was often needed and in some situations dangerous. We see in Matthew that when Jesus is getting ready to send out the disciples, he tells them to find a worthy person and to stay with them when they are traveling and until they're ready to move on. Jesus and his disciples depended on hospitality of others throughout his entire ministry. Those people would welcome Jesus and the disciples in and they would serve them. We also see that during that time, there were Christians who were traveling because they were fleeing from persecution. And they would also search for a worthy person to stay at their house to welcome them in. And this was dangerous for the person serving them by welcoming them in, because what if the person that was trying to persecute them followed them? Now they're both in trouble. But the Christians of that time were more than welcome to welcome, more than happy to welcome people into their house. We also see during this time that hospitality was a highly regarded virtue of all Christians and especially church leaders. And that's something that we still see to this day. In Titus 1, we see that being hospitable is a quality of an elder in the church. And we see in 1 Timothy 3 that being hospitable is a quality of a deacon in the church. One last example of hospitality within the Bible, it can be found in Genesis 18, verses 1 through 8. I'm only going to read one through two, um, but it says, The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre, Mamre while he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. The passage goes on to Abraham welcoming these three visitors into his tent. He runs to his wife, Sarah. She begins preparing a meal. Abraham goes out and gets um, a tender calf to serve, and he doesn't put off any of the things to help serve these men. He does it all himself. He could have easily turned them away. He could have told them that they needed to find another home to go to, another tent to go to, but he chose to welcome them in and to prepare the meal himself for them. And that's what we should do as well. When people come to our home, sometimes expected and sometimes unexpected, we should welcome them in without a second thought. In later chapters of Genesis, you find out that two of the visitors were angels and the other one was probably the Lord. And they came to see Abraham and he welcomed them in with open arms, as we are called to do as well. At the end of verse nine, it tells us to offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. I don't know about you, but I know sometimes when I prepare for people to come over, I don't like to do the work beforehand. I don't like to have to clean, um, specifically dusting. I don't really like to prepare the food. Other people have gifts for that, but I do like to put things together and it all goes together. And it's really easy to fall into the mindset of complaining and grumbling when we are supposed to be hospitable without that. Are you willing to immediately welcome visitors into your home without a second thought? 
this is what we're called to do. But it may be difficult to do that during this time of quarantine, since we are supposed to stay in our own homes, or at least with a certain amount of people in them. But there are still ways that we can be hospitable if we get creative. You could create, um, cook a meal and drop it off at someone's house. You could call someone up and ask them if they want to meet you at a restaurant or a coffee shop and sit outdoors and just talk with one another and catch up on life. You could even, if you're comfortable, now that we're in a new phase of quarantine, invite someone over to your house, if they're comfortable with it, of course. During this time, think of ways that you can be hospitable in the future and think of creative ways that you can do it now. Pray that God will help you have the spirit of serving through hospitality without grumbling. Not only do we see that we serve one another by being hospitable, we serve one another by using our gifts. Verse 10 says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. We all have gifts that we are called to use to serve others, and we are supposed to be faithful stewards of those gifts. The word gifts could mean uh, material items that we have, our talents that we have, and our spiritual gifts. We all have things that God has given us through his grace in various forms, like the verse says. Are you using your gifts and talents to serve one another? We have many people within the church that have the talent of music and of singing, and it's so great to have them serve with us and serve one another through music. Are you using your talents to serve others? Maybe you have or maybe you know of someone that's in need. Do you ever think about maybe sending them a gift card or buying their groceries? We all have gifts from God, nothing is ours. Not only do we have the material gifts and talents, but we also all have spiritual gifts. We've all been gifted by the spirit and those gifts look different for everyone which is helpful when we make up the body of Christ because we're all different and we all play a different role. Growing up in a Christian home and in church and um, going to a Christian elementary and middle school and then eventually a Christian university, I've taken a lot of spiritual gifts tests. And over the years, I remember sitting um, in Awana, taking the first one that I ever did um, and getting the results. And then the years, later still getting the same result and it was interesting to see that the three at the top kind of changed but it was always those three the last time i took it which was about a year or two years ago the top one uh, completely changed and it was interesting to me but it made me smile and see that god has worked through me so much over the years to see what that gift was because i use it every day in church and at my job at moody my top spiritual gift was administration, and it wasn't that over the years. So it was nice to look back and see the gifts that God has given me and how I've worked to grow in those areas. And I hope that all of you have had that experience as well. And if you haven't, I hope that you reach out to um, one of the leaders of the church who would be more than willing to talk to you about spiritual gifts and what yours might be. There are a bunch of different spiritual gifts, and we see what some of them are in Romans 12. Romans 12, 6 through 8 says, 
We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is so to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. We see here that there are numerous different gifts and everyone has a different gift and is able to use it in different ways. And we should find ways to use those gifts to serve one another, show others mercy, lead, encourage others, pick up the phone and just tell someone that you're thinking about them and see how you can pray for them. But Peter doesn't stop there. In verse 11, there has been a few different um, interpretations of this verse. And some believe that Peter is just giving two examples of two very specific gifts, which is speaking and serving. Um, but then others believe that he put all of the spiritual gifts into two different categories, which would be speaking gifts and action gifts. But either way, Peter gets his point across as to what we're supposed to do when we're serving others with our gifts. We see at the beginning of verse 11, it says, if anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. This goes for everyone. Everyone has the ability to somehow communicate what God has done for them in their lives and to use their um, words to do it. This just isn't a call for pastors or church leaders. This is a call for everyone. In one of the other messages that Pastor Sam preached, it talked about teaching one another. And we are all called to reach out and teach, whether it's in public or private, and let people know what God has done in our lives and that God is good and we are to use his words on his behalf to share with one another. Not only that, Peter goes on to say, if anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides. I don't know about you, but I know sometimes when I serve and I do things in life, I try to do it on my own, without God or without the help of even other believers. And Peter calls us not to do that. We should reach out to others and we should use the strength that God gives us to serve. But it doesn't just stop there. We shouldn't just speak God's words to one another. We shouldn't just serve one another with the different actions um, that we can with the different gifts that we have. Everything that we should do should point back to God. Everything we do should bring God um, praise and glory. At the end of verse 11, it says, so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and power forever and ever, amen. All we do should point back to God and should bring glory to God. We shouldn't serve one another so that we get the glory and we get the praise. And if that does happen, we could respond by saying, oh, I couldn't have done this without God's help. Um, God is my strength. We shouldn't accept the glory for ourselves. And I know sometimes for me, that's definitely hard to do, but I'm working on making sure that I'm pointing everything back to God. How about you? Do you serve others? Are you using the gifts God has given you? Nothing is ours or nothing that is ours should be off limits when we're serving others. Do you know someone who's struggling or in need? 
like I said before, you could send them a gift card or buy their groceries. Or again, just pick up the phone and call them and encourage them. Stop by their house and see how they're doing. To fail to use the gifts God has given you is to fail in serving one another. Are you not sure what the Holy Spirit has gifted you with? The leaders of the church, both our church and I'm sure churches everywhere, would be more than happy to talk to you about what your spiritual gift is. It's important that each of us figures out what the gift is, and then we learn how to use it, and then we actually put it into practice. If you are interested in singing or playing an instrument, I know that our worship team is more than welcome to have you join them and use your gift. If you're interested in baking or cooking, our kitchen team, we can't do a lot right now, but if you're interested in doing something, baking something for someone using that gift, let us know and we can make creative ways on how we can do that. We want to get everyone involved with what their gifts are and we want to help you flourish in that. Again, to fail to use the gifts God has given you is to fail in serving one another. So what are we going to do with this? Our lives, everything within them that God has given us, and specifically from this passage, our gifts that we have, material gifts, talents, spiritual gifts, and our homes should be used to serve others for God's purpose and to bring him glory. Not to bring ourselves glory and to make ourselves feel better, but to make sure that God's name is praised and glorified. Will you open your home to friends and family, and sometimes even strangers, like Christians did in Peter's day, without grumbling? Make the choice tonight to serve others like the believers in Jesus' day, or Jesus and Peter's day did. Make it a priority to making being hospitable a vital virtue in your life. Are you using your gifts to serve others? If you are, that's great, and I'd love to hear about it. If not, think of ways that you can use all that God has given you to serve others. Again, nothing that is ours is off limits when we're serving others. What about your spiritual gifts? Maybe you don't know what your spiritual gift is, or maybe you know what it is, but you don't exactly know how to use it and put it into practice. Reach out to a church leader and ask them to discuss it with you. It brings great joy to servant leaders when it comes to helping people discover their gifts and then walking alongside them as they put them into practice. Let's pray. God, thank you for this message series of how we are to treat one another. And thank you for this passage in 1 Peter on how we are to serve one another. Um, I pray that you will help us all to have an attitude and a mindset of hospitality being an important virtue in our lives to serve others. And I pray that you help us to do it without complaining or grumbling. And if we start to complain, I pray that you remind us that that is not why we're doing this. We're not doing it for ourselves. We're doing it to serve others. And I pray that you will help us all to think about the things that we have in life that we can use to serve other people, whether it is a talent or a um, item that we have, or even our spiritual gifts. I pray that you will help us to put those into practice to serve others. And ultimately, that no matter what we're doing, we're bringing glory to you and pointing people to you. And I pray this in your name. Amen.